rock and metal. The next generation. New bands that sound a bit like older bands. What the hell is this? New bands that just love some of the older bands. And stuff. Oh, hell. It's just bands we think you'll dig. Okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to another classic rock and metal next generation show. I'm Ollie Barnes, and these weekly shows are to introduce you to one band you may not have heard that firmly follows in the footsteps of the bands we know and love from the 70s and 80s. These shows are a companion to our long-running regular monthly classic rock and metal podcast show, where we bring you brand new exclusive interviews and music from bands and artists from back in the day, most of whom are still making great records and putting on great shows. You can find all our podcasts on Podomatic, iTunes and on our main website at classicrockpodcast.com. This week we have a band that at the time of broadcast has only one EP out and hasn't yet played a live show. Cyteria are probably best known at the moment for being the side project of Girl School's lead guitarist Jackie Chambers, but as you'll hear from this brief chat she's hired some enthusiastic young guns to ride along with her and has high hopes for their old school meets new school brand of rock. I spoke to Jackie and lead vocalist Julia Calvo, who's originally from Argentina, in a pub in Sheffield, where else? And there's a full track at the end of this chat, but before that, here's a few bars of the second track from their promo EP, When I Get Out of High School. So Jackie, we know, is playing the guitar. Yep. What's Julia? Julia sings. <laughs> <laughs> the first question is, why is there a side project? Mm-hmm. Has that always been something you wanted to do, or has it just come about? Well, I've always wanted to put another band together as well as Girls' School, because Girls' School have sort of um, tamed it down a little bit over the years. We're not doing as many gigs as we used to do. We'd be on tour, and then we'd do another tour, blah, tiring, and we'd never have any gaps. But now we've got big gaps, because we're getting older, you see, and we don't want to be out on the road all the time. So I, I always wanted to put another band together, and because that's so much material written I just needed another outlet as well and I love to play I could play every night I'll play in every toilet in, in Britain and the world whereas the others they've done it for 38 years I mean I'm the new girl in girls school I've only been in 17 years still the new girl still the new girl <laughs> so how have you guys and there's two others in the band two others yeah Kira Kenworthy and Pablo Calvo 
-hmm. Here's my brother. Yeah, we got a man in infiltrated. <laughs> What's going on there then? No, we couldn't find a, f a female drummer that was good enough. And Pablo's a fabulous drummer and such a lovely guy. So how did you guys get together then? Well, we met uh, through the internet, mm -hmm. unsurprisingly these days. <laughs> and then we found Kira as well on the internet. And my brother was, he's my brother. So yeah, I just sneaked in. Yeah, yeah. So were you looking, were you actively asking for people or did you just, were you just connected? I did, yeah, I put a little feeler out and um, a mutual friend called Philip put us in touch. So we just met up in Leeds and went the spoons for a drink and um, the rest is history. Yeah, well, but you're, and you all live in Yorkshire, but somebody's up in Harrogate, so that's still... Kira's in Harrogate. Right. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Sheffield and Pablo as well. And I'm in Leeds, so it's all Yorkshire. So it's not too far, but Harrogate's still a fair poke though, isn't it? It is, yeah, but we rehearsed in Leeds because that's kind of more central, so it's like everybody comes to Leeds, which is something. Yeah. Everybody comes to Leeds eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah, yes. Yeah, the place to go. <laughs> now, I noticed listening to it that there was, um, and I think some of the early girls' school obviously had that sort of punk influence, but this there seemed to be a lot more of it there. Was that purposeful? Um, I think it's because I'm a little bit younger than them, only a few years, but I grew up in the punk era, so when I was a teenager, that's what was the thing for me, whereas they grew up with Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin, I grew up with all the punk influences, the ruts and skids and things like that, so that's kind of my influence it's always been there and I always used to play in punk bands before I could join girls school so yeah it's just there it's just what comes out really it's not because I'm trying to be purposely punk or purposely rock I'm just whatever comes out of me really well it's better that way because if somebody's trying to be punk or trying to be you can tell you can fit you can't fake it can you you just can't fake it I think that's the best way just whatever comes out of your heart you just yeah. do it don't you Agreed. it's a feel isn't it so you're a lot younger did you think you were going to end up playing uh, singing in a punk band or not then it's not that it's a punk band but with that more sort of punk influence to it or was that what you listen to anyway well yeah um, I well my main my, my, my main influence Influence is rock, but uh, I do I do like punk. And well, there are songs that are not that punky, mm. but uh, some other songs are really punky, and Those I really three. enjoy it. I love it. <laughs> Those so. three sort of got more punky as we've gone along, I think, because in the studio it just got really fast. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> we had here um, uh, his dad, who's Mike Kenworthy from Raven. He was the ex uh, original drummer from Raven. Right. And because we lost our drummer at that point, Pat company with a girl, and um, we got him in on the day, didn't we? And it was just like, because he knew the songs and he was really excited and he plays quite fast. Right, so, <laughs> so it got faster and faster and sounds more punky, I think, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I think it sounds better like it's that. It feels good, but it's really A bit raw. Really it's quite raw, that recording. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it is, but it does remind me of, of that early 80s stuff because it is raw and, it's, yeah. and, you, and you would want it to be. You wouldn't want it polished. It wouldn't sound right. Well, we've got um, some interest from an American uh, company at the moment. The record company got in touch with me and they, they like it because they think it's um, the modern pop punk sort of like power pop and they're thinking like you know green day they're looking at putting us in that category sort of commercial punk and they think you'd be happy with that yeah i mean why not it's, it don't, i don't care what genre you get put in because i mean girls school get classed as a punk band so did motorhead motorhead always got classed as a punk band everywhere we went posters punk when we got to germany girls school punk we're not punk but you know that, that's what they class it's just personal personal isn't it i think yeah so have you written everything and are you, do you continue to do that or have you guys started doing stuff together? I started off doing that because you need a set. But me and Julia have written one together. Kira's just writing one, Julia's got some ideas. So we will start bringing more in. It was just kind of getting a set together so we've got somewhere to go. Yeah. We needed something to start with, obviously. <laughs> we have 13 songs already. 13 songs in the set, yeah. 
That's all right. Half an hour set and be like the room. I was like, don't break <laughs> Well, yeah, but, yeah, but keep them wanting more. That's the main thing, isn't it? The EP was like three tracks to introduce us. It's like, oh, here we are. This is Citeria. Was there a pledge music thing behind that? That was pledge music, yeah. Yeah. We were going to put out, the original idea was, because I was on tour with Motorhead at the time, we were going to put out a Christmas single and promote it. And then the Motorhead tour kind of was in the way in a way, because it was like November and December. So um, we did a video, which yeah. Julie did brilliantly on her phone, which is amazing. <laughs> so we just threw all that together quickly, just again to introduce ourselves and have a video so we've got some kind of presence on YouTube. There were fairy lights on everybody's bikes when Santa rocked upon his holly. It was party time. Rudolph slept behind. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a very Merry Christmas time. Um, and then we thought, well, the pledge we've got, we've got um, children seventy-four percent, I think, of yeah. the pledge. We like. We were quite shocked because nobody heard anything we'd done until we got this little Christmas single. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so we decided that we'll do an EP and that'll keep us going until we get gigs. And then when we get gigs, we'll get some more money, we'll get a record company and then we'll get an album out. So when's the plan to get the album or isn't the one? We'll just see how it goes. Well, I'm talking with this American company right now. We've been talking today and they're backwards and forwards with questions and things like that. Usual, you know, record company things. So, yeah, so backwards and forwards. Because they're a different time zone as well. It's <laughs> Frustrated. They don't get it, do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that'll be a pledge music thing as well? Because it kind of, it's not unusual anymore at it's all, is it? at all. In fact, it's more common than ever, isn't it? We've yeah. noticed what's a lot of famous musicians yeah. doing pledge. I saw Slash got one up there as well. I mean, my mates with Anvil, and they've got, they've just done really well. In fact, I was on the Skype with uh, Lips the other day, and he's saying, Jax, it's the first time ever in his 40-year career he's been in, in, not in debt after an album. They've right. actually been plus and made some money out of an album. First time ever. Well, I think if people find it a good way to support it because, again, I've literally got that anvil uh, in the car you did, yeah. from the Pledge Music, yeah. and um, I didn't need to buy it because it would have come through from the from the, the PR company anyway. But. Yeah. You want to well do it? Done well, well done, you. Pat on the back. Try and put it back. <laughs> put a bit back. But, but that is another thing. One that, that we try and do because we try and get subscriptions to the show because um, we do try and help bands, new bands and old ones. I mean. Um, one band I interviewed a few years ago uh, ended up managing them, which is Tokyo Blade. They played with us a couple of times, I think, Tokyo Blade. I think they have, yeah. yeah um, in London. Because the people that listen to the show want to help as well, it's a good way of doing it. And Pledge Music, you're not just asking for money, you are giving something for it, and it's something that you wouldn't normally get at the record store. So. Yeah, also exclusive stuff. Not yeah, just tell them what we've done. You can tell yeah. them what we've done. <laughs> we, we did all sorts of things like pop hunks and uh, people coming over to see the rehearsals. Um, with the what else? Props uh, from the video, oh, things yeah. like that. You know, personal things like lyrics. Trousers. Written, oh, my trousers, <laughs> which, which I ripped during the video. Yeah. <laughs> Le Jack's leather trousers. They sold. Yeah, we did. Like studio hangs have been fun though. 
because it's a good way as well of meeting people and practicing the songs yeah, on them. Yeah, so gauging the songs mm. as well. And gauging like. the songs, which we sort of did it like, it's actually harder to play to six people than it is a big audience, as you probably know. <laughs> yeah, well, well also, I mean, it's a great thing to do because there must be, I mean, I'm assuming, but it must be slightly, not nerve-wracking, but you must be slightly nervous about doing something new yeah. and then just going, there you go, what do you think of that? Yes. So if you've got people there while you're doing it going, I love girls' school and I like that, exactly. it, it helps. They'll turn up with Moorhead and Girls' School t-shirts on because I, I knew most of them from the gigs, obviously, yeah. I've seen them at gigs uh, and on their Facebook page, obviously, but they were lovely, they were really encouraging, weren't they, all of them? I think everybody's been encouraging, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. So, it's been good. so what are your thoughts for where it would where it would get to? I mean, are you just you're doing one step at a time, there's a record, and then see how it would go? Because obviously the other girls are working. Mm. Are you thinking far ahead, or what's, what, what, if you had a, if you had a picture in your mind as to where this band would be, where would it be? I'd, I'd like us to be, I'd like to sign to a record label. Uh, it's, I know it's like controversial these days, but I think it would be good because you get more, better distribution. And um, I think I'd like to break America, because that's somewhere girls' school never broke. We played there, we did a tour there last year, but we never really broke it. And I think America, this music would go down well, because I think we are on that scene. I think we kind of fit into a lot of that scene. And I like listening to bands like Lower Than Atlantis. I love bands like that. So I think we'd fit in very well. I suppose whatever happens, the plan is to record an al the album, mm -hmm. so to have it. Well, for me, music is my life. I love singing and I don't imagine a world without me singing in, in the sense of that if I if I lost my voice, if I couldn't sing anymore, I, a part of me would die. <laughs> so Ooh, it's like you can't let that happen, can we? <laughs> For me, it's really important. So let us sing, everybody. <laughs> Get your hands in your pockets. Well. I just look, it's it's uh, what I love to do, and that's why I do it. And she does it so well. <laughs> oh, do you find bringing to this? Obviously, you've been in the industry a long time, and you've seen this changing landscape yeah. um, does that affect how you sort of interact with the others or the general advice or does it help the fact that you can say right we can do that I know this guy and you've got that sort of help because there's somebody that's been there before yeah well, <laughs> that's a really difficult no, question. <laughs> it's a really difficult question. I'm the old woman, the old wise woman, apparently. I think, uh, well, Jack's for me is an inspiration. Uh, because, no, really, because Sweet. you are. Um, <laughs> I see you like a role model in a way. So, oh God, help us all! <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I think it's good because uh, I think I've learned a lot being in girls' school because I've had a lot of experiences that you know I can now pass on, and I feel I should pass on because that kind of experience—if you keep it to yourself, you know what use is it? I mean, I've learned a lot being in a girls' school. 17 years of touring, and I've seen it all. <laughs> I've been on tour with Mark Red three times. I've seen everything. <laughs> I can well imagine. Um, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't have a chat about Lemmy a little bit. Obviously, um, a big shock for everybody. But it seems now that it's settled a little bit, um, the gap without him seems much bigger than just with anybody else. I know it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but for somebody that knew him very well, yeah. how did it all affect well, you? We were actually on tour with him November and December. We broke for Christmas. We would be on tour now, or just coming back now, if you wouldn't have gone. But to be honest, when he started the tour, he was in great shape. I mean, well, not great shape physically, but um, mentally, you know, I was stood with him at soundcheck every day, chatting, and we're doing four Yorkshire men sketch, Monty Python, which he loves, and his brain was totally there. He was really with it, really happy, smiley, chatty. 
and day by day you could it wasn't turning up to sound check so you could see he was getting tired because it's quite grueling when you're on tour I mean there's a lot of miles to travel when you're in Europe and Scandinavia so it, it did get less and less and his vocal were barely audible by the end and you could see he was getting tired in his eyes you could see it I think he wanted to do the 40th anniversary tour make his 70th birthday and maybe after that maybe he just gave up I don't know but I'm really glad he made it to that point and he died at home where he you know on his fruit machine where he belonged yeah absolutely and I was talking um, to Biff from Saxon the other the other week and um, he said essentially I'm glad he went quick yeah because he, he was doing it right up until the end and then yeah that was it. absolutely we all, we're all glad of that I mean we knew it we knew it was on the you know on the cards we didn't we want it really um shocked when we heard yeah <laughs> obviously obviously it still hits because you think oh my goodness he's gone and it doesn't really hit until you think we would be in a gun on tour right now we've been seeing him and he's not there anymore there's no motorhead anymore like Mickey D's joined Thick Lizzy now you know it's like wow that really means that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't have motorhead without Lemmy really so so um, the other girls have they heard your stuff what do they think about it yeah Kim's actually bought a t-shirt she, oh, really? she pledged yeah. <laughs> when we were in Germany she says come on Jax I'm going to pledge for a t-shirt <laughs> when we tried to do it in Germany it took us forever <laughs> in German but yeah so she's going to be wearing a t-shirt so she's heard it yeah um, I don't know if Denise has heard it but I give them all a, a Santa's heart CD. They all watched the video when we were in the dressing room, so they're all laughing at the video. <laughs> Jackie gets to play grandma. <laughs> How apt. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we've only got at the moment, we've only got three tracks that we can play, but it's your choice. So if I'm going to play one alongside this, which one should it be? Go on, you pick. I don't know. Whoa, oh, my whoa, God. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Have you got a favourite? I like the first one. Sheeple. Uh, you know, it just, um, I, I, I'm a big fan of opening tracks anyway. And um, it just yeah it's the one that first jumped out and it's uh, it, yeah it's probably the one I prefer there you go then that's the, that's your answer <laughs> brilliant perfect lovely and that's Cyteria. I do have a small confession to make, as we have dozens of bands queuing up to be on the Next Generation show, and I wouldn't normally feature one who didn't have at least one album out. But as far as I'm concerned, when Jackie Chambers says, let's go for a drink, I'm going for a drink. So, look out for Cyteria playing at a venue near you, hopefully soon. That track, Sheeple, from the Cyteria EP is coming right up. But before that, just a brief message about our patron programme. As you know, these shows that we produce are always free to listen to and don't contain any ads to spoil your enjoyment of them, but they do cost money to make. Equipment, web space, software on the technical side and travel to interview bands and review shows all mounts up. Not to mention the time, which we of course are happy to give because we love the music. Patreon is a website that allows people to contribute small amounts of money for content uh, that they regularly enjoy. It's kind of like crowdfunding, but on a regular basis. And you sign up to say, each time this show comes out, I'll give this much money for it. And it can be as little as a dollar, which is about 70p, or as much as you like. You can also cap it, so you never pay more than so much a month, and that could be also be a dollar. So if we do four shows a month, it would cost about 25 cents each. Like Kickstarter or other crowdfunding programs, there are rewards for people who contribute. And for example, at the moment, everybody who becomes a supporter of the Classic Rock and Metal podcast will get a signed item from one of the bands we've interviewed recently. So it could be Rock Goddess, could be Blue Oyster Cult, could be anyone. And we'll send that anywhere in the world free when you sign up. So if you enjoy these shows and you'd like them to continue, please visit our page at Patreon dot com slash rock podcast that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash rock podcast and have a look 
You can also follow the link from our homepage, which is at classicrockpodcast.com. Music.